If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 38. Everybody check the date. It is January 9th, 2021. Uh, New Year. Uh, been kind of crazy already, but we'll get into it. We got a lot to talk about. It is the beginning of the playoffs. We also playoffs. Of the week. I know playoffs. 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 I just want to win a game. That's what the Dolphins were saying last week. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll move in. We'll we'll move on. We got a lot to cover. Mickey Hines, what's going on, big guy? Um, life is good. I have to say real quick, my voice is raspy. It's been a great first week back in the. 2021 year for teaching, for coaching basketball, for coaching volleyball. So, you know, got to put on my teacher voice, my loud voice all week. So I'm a little bit raspy, so bear with me. My voice goes out, but uh, we're here. We're ready to go. Like you said, it's playoffs. I'm beyond excited, beyond excited. And uh, like I said, we got some people to highlight. I know it's been kind of a crazy year, but once again, we're bringing a positivity here to you on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Always, always. So I'm going to start us off with uh, my person of the week, and I'm going to go with the winner of Beat the Mickey Zizzy podcast, NFL Pickums. Now, first, let's go up. We got to shout out all the people who did play this year real quick. Is in 12th, Greeny no, Greeny win, 126 and 129. Almost even, so that proves like it's a 50-50 shot. Then you have Maddie Smith, who went 152-103. She actually didn't pick one week and still almost beat uh, my buddy David Taylor, who went 158-97. And Aaron Hilper, who went 159-96. and Then you have Cheyenne. Cheyenne, we all know who. uh, He just moved to L.A. Shout out to him. 164-91. and And then Hunter Wright, he was up in the top three for a long time, then he tanked he tanked and 165 and 90 for hunter right then at fifth yes i skipped six because we have a tie at fifth that's mason davis he was the early front runner in the first like seven weeks but then he really started to fall mm-hmm. off with zach novick as well at 167 and 88 and then let's talk about the all americans the first ever all americans here at the beat the mickey Zizzy podcast nfl pickums and in third place, there is a tie, so they both get a medal. They both get to be on the podium. No, we ain't giving y'all medals, but you know the drill. <laughs> Steven Ruiz, our good friend, 168 and 87. And you, Mr. Zizzy, 168 and 87. You oh, made no! the top three. You made the podium. And then, yes, yes. I'm sorry, Mickey fans out there. I made three, let us all three different picks than uh, the winner, but – it's tough when I went 175 and 80, but it's tough when the winner, that being Ben Alger of the Beat the Mickey Zizzy podcast out of Phil Pickums, went 16 and 0 in the final week. Uh, oh, my that's, goodness. You can't beat that. He said, Mickey, you said you're going to beat me, and I took that personally. Call Michael Jordan. Uh, that's why the reason Ben Alger is going to be my person of the week. He is also becoming a teacher just like myself. So we always like to share our teaching philosophies and where we're going to be trying to help each other. I always try to help him out getting him a job around here. But uh, Ben's such a good guy along with uh, – he's a sports enthusiast as well. He is a Minnesota Vikings fan, so he's had a kind of a rough few years here and there. But uh, Ben picked the best out of everybody, almost 200. And, you know, we're just looking at it. He also had a 16-0 and week, which that is beyond – we had a few 15-1s, and including myself, and then he said, see you later. 
And in week 17, to ball out, to win the trophy, he's 16-0. I will see him soon to deliver the trophy. We're going to get him on to talk about picks, talk about football, talk about him. Since he did win, he gets a little feature here on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. But that was my person and update after the end of the Beat the Mickey Zizzy podcast. I don't know if it comes. All right. Go shout out, Ben. I mean, it was a good run for everybody. I mean, he kind of swooped in those last few weeks of the season, kind of took over and kind of just led the charge. And then when you go undefeated in the last week, what are you supposed to do? Obviously a great representation for the first ever annual NFL pickums here on the Mickey's podcast. Congrats to Ben. We will have him on. That'll be awesome. Um, Mickey though, let us all down. I mean, I was, I mean, I know that I fell out earlier than you, but there's a lot of, lot of uh, marbles that I was putting. In you know, there. I went 13 and three, 13, three is a great week. And you know, the Cowboys, I got worried when you picked I, the Jets. I, that was the late change I did. Uh, either way, I would have lost. But, uh, you know, I had this feeling. And I'm like, you know what? The Jets are going to go out on a W, a three-game win streak. And then also the Cowboys should have won. They had the butt recovery, um, which I think was blasphemous there at the end of the game. But, uh, you know, those two games really hurt me. And the Chicago was on a limb, I will say. But uh, I truly still believe, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for myself, uh, personally, I think the age might be showing a little bit now, but I'm actually going to shout out for my personal league, Brad Giles, who is the owner and my owner of the company I work for and my boss, basically. But with everything crazy going on, obviously, we just want to always talk about bringing positivity to the show. And our my boss, at least for me personally, and I know a few others at the company, like with everything going on, he personally would stop and ask us like how we're doing, if we need anything. It was just Really like a different kind of uh, like a different side of her personality or character, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, that I really haven't seen before from somebody in that position, at least in a work environment. So I was just really appreciative of it. I'm sure there are other, were other people that were, too. Um, but that, that just kind of like touched me in a positive way this week, kind of short and, short and sweet. But like uh, call me sentimental, whatever else. But like, yeah, I just I just appreciated that somebody in his position of authority was able to reach out and make sure everyone was feeling okay and dealing with everything that was going on uh, this week. So just positive, positive energy. I know we talk about sports, but Mr. Zizzy, uh, you bring up such a good point about just spreading positivity, checking on people that you care for. And I know Mr. Giles, hopefully I said that correctly. Um, I've never met him, but I've always heard good things from you and Javon. But like for him just to do that, like if you're listening to this right now, go out and make sure your friends are okay. There are some really troubling times. We could really get into it and really upset about things that have been happening. And I'm, you know, disgraced and just uh, disgusted by it, but we're not going to get into it. But on the flip side, be as positive as you can. Go out, check on somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Go out, shoot them a text like, hey, man, hey, girl, how you doing? Like, you know, not trying to, you know, do anything too crazy like that, but like, hey, person, how are you? You know, how are you? So, I mean, that's just a good note that any person can take. Yeah, exactly. I just figured it'd be good to put out there, like, kind of show, like, I feel like everybody should be doing st- stuff similar to that. And for him to do it with me personally, I, I, it was just nice to have somebody doing that. I know there's other people that are doing it as well, but just, just, just cool to see. So let's continue to spread that around for everyone else as we continue on through this year. Well, Yank, I'm going to dive right into it. We are going to talk about the. NFL playoffs. And then we're going to talk some college football predictions at the end after we get through all the matchups here. But, Yank, are you ready for me to bring the positive? Are you ready for me to bring the energy right about now? 
<sighs> if I know where you're starting, ladies then, yeah. and gentlemen, take a listen. Take a listen. <laughs> I'm excited, but you got any hot takes for me? Is there anything that we need to talk about going into 14? The oh, Bears no. will make the playoffs. I'm on the Titanic speaking right now. No, you're not. Stop that. Hold on. I'm holding on, baby. I believe. Chicago Bears playoffs. And one month ago, exactly, back in 2020, (laughs) Mickey predicted that his team, the Chicago Bears, will make the playoffs, even losing to Green Bay. Shout out Wardle for whatever his name is, the quarterback for the Rams. And shout out for Kyler Murray. Thanks. I mean, we're a Kyler Murray podcast here, and you let the Chicago Bears get in the playoffs for some reason. Thank you, man. Like, I have to totally. We've been jinxing everything for you, just pot, like just low key all year. I don't understand. You know, it kind of just happened that way. And would I change it? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, that game, uh, real quick, I just want to talk about that Green Bay game. They played so well. They cook us eight minute, seven minute drive down the field. Mitch was looking nice. We were only down 16 to 21. Eight minutes left of the fourth quarter. And some people had the audacity to say, oh, it was a blowout. It was a butt whooping, da da da, spanking. Like, no, it wasn't. Eight minutes, we get that fourth and one. We call better play calls. Our uh, QB sneaks have been going so well. We all win the football game, like, with eight minutes left. Like, it was a completely different ball game when they go down and drive and then we throw an interception. Like, okay, Mitch had to get, he was down two scores. He had to go be what he's not. And it was just really cool to see a team finally come together. Like, we got a shot. We can compete with any team in the league. Uh, questionable play call, and I never like to blame Nagy's play calling on that. But uh, that's my quick little recap about that and my, like, kind of big feelings about it. But moving forward, the Bears are in the playoffs, Yank. What else do you want to take from there? Bears, Saints. Bears, Saints. Uh, I mean, they've got a tough matchup, obviously, going into tomorrow. But lost them in overtime. They are in the playoffs. I really like. I I, I can't say anything. I almost want to pull a Max Kellerman whoops right now, but I, I I can't say much. You were right at the end of the day. It's kind of it's the scoreboard starting to lean in your favor. I think it's like three one, three two, uh, four two, maybe now in your favor on the predictions, but. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, I had to couple it with watching the meltdown of my own Miami Dolphins against the hottest team in the AFC, in my opinion, the Buffalo Bills. Gotcha. So, yeah, um, it's it, it was a rough weekend, but here we are. We got a lot to talk about in the playoffs. Do you want to preview the Saints-Bears a little bit? Yes. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Okay, let's get into it then, because as much as I've been denying the Bears all season, I'm going to continue to do so this week, okay? They, they're not going to win. You tell me why they are, please. So the reason why they are is last time we played them, we only lost by three in overtime with our backup quarterback, that being Nick Foles. Now, finally, think about this, Yank. The team is finally clicking. Our running game is some of the best, actually, in the NFL. David Montgomery has been putting up top five numbers for, you know, the past five, six weeks, not the entire year, obviously. Mitch is finally looking like a leader. He looks like he's having fun. He's commanding the offense. He's looking different. He's earning his spot job. He's earning his his salary for next year right now, and it definitely showed getting into the playoffs. Nagy needs a little bit better call, uh, play calling, just a little bit, you know. I like how uh, aggressive he was on some fourth and ones. We were three for three on fourth downs. Like, let's go, Chicago. I'll take four, you know, four down uh, potential drives every time. And then uh, moving forward with that, 
if we get Allen Robinson the ball, the game is going to be a completely different. But we have to get him the ball, and the defense has to play like the defense. The big thing was we put Trevathan on uh, Vanta Scantling in Green Bay. He's fast as can be. Trevathan is not. That was a very bad play call. I think it was on like a third down. Chuck Pagano has got to do better play calling at defense. It was a horrendous job what he tried to do. Now, let's look at the Saints. Alvin Kamara, we know, could pop out for six anytime. He is coming off of COVID. He supposedly had COVID. Will he have some COVID effects like Cam Newton? And then he finally gets – he didn't get to be with the team all week. I think if we would have played Saturday, he wouldn't have been able to play. If we would play today, he wouldn't. That would have been huge. And the big thing, Drew Brees is not Drew Brees right now. His ribs, you know they'd be hurting. His lungs, you know they'd be hurting. I could potentially see Taysom Hill coming in and saving the day, being a relief quarterback. If we get to Drew Brees, he's going to get rattled, and the defense has to set the tone for the Chicago Bears to win this football game. And this is how it's going to end, Yank, off of my Bears rant. We're driving down. We're down by uh, two or one. Mr. Bixie's driving, driving. We get into field goal range. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been here before, but don't worry. Santos, the NFC or the special teams player of the month, lines up for the kick. They bring up talking about the double drink. They bring up talking about Cody Parkey. Santos goes. He don't got a care in the world. He's been the best kicker since Robbie Gold, actually putting up better numbers than Robbie Gold. He goes, kicks it a 44-yarder right through the uprights. The curse is over. No more double drink. The Bears move on to Green Bay the following week. That's how it's going to happen. I mean, I like the positivity. And really when it's taught, when I'm saying that the Bears aren't going to get it done this week, it's similar to what I was saying last week. Because while I was wrong about them making the playoffs, I wasn't wrong about the result of the game last week. It wasn't really about the Bears because the Bears, I still think, played pretty well uh, for all things considered. Like, you're right. It was a close game to the last eight minutes. I also don't agree with people saying it was a blowout. Now, did the Packers look great? Of course they did. They have the person who's going to probably win MVP playing quarterback. And they have a great team around them regardless. But uh, moving on from that, the Bears still look pretty decent against a team that's going to be the number one seed in the NFC and has a first-round bye. Um, they now continue into a game to where I'm not necessarily concerned about the Bears' offense as much because they've continued to score points. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about the fact that they have a great defense. It's Again, it's more about the Saints rather than it is the Bears for me. Like you said, Alvin Kamara, what team hasn't he done it against this year? I mean, he could do it again. He could do it against the best of them. And I mean, I'm not saying that the Bears can't because they have great run stoppers with Roquan Smith, who got snubbed this year, um, and Khalil Mack, obviously. But when you're looking at the rest of the team, yes, Drew Brees may be not the same player that he used to be. I also think this is going to be his final season, just with how everything is kind of going. I can see that, yeah. Um, I, I honestly believe that. But with that, with it being his final season, is he really going to go out one time? I mean, he also still has uh, he still has more suit, he, uh, playoff experience in general just compared to Mitch Trubisky. So when you're talking about who you're going to put your faith in that quarterback, as well as Mitch has been playing since he returned to being becoming the starter, I still am going to put my faith in Drew Brees, that quarterback. Um, Alvin Kamara and David Montgomery, the way he's been playing, could be a wash in the game. Um, Michael Thomas, depending how healthy he is, is he playing tomorrow? Do we know officially? I don't I know, so. and he's been a prima donna all year, and he hasn't been even in a factor. And I mean, this could be his breakout yeah, game. He, that he suck, really was but... only a factor in games when Taysom Hill was that quarterback, to be honest. Um, but 
if he comes back healthy, you never know. That could also be a wash. And then when you're looking at the defenses in general, I, while the Bears have a great defense, I think when you look at the season as a whole, you have to give the edge to the Saints there. So it's still a better defense. And then I'm giving the edge to Drew Brees at quarterback just based on experience and the fact that he has won Super Bowls. And he's still, even with the rib injuries, even with being on a little bit of a decline with age, he's played pretty well, all things considered. Even his first game back against the Chiefs, yeah, he struggled in that first half, but he threw for over 300 yards and a, a touchdown or a couple touchdowns in that game. So. I mean, he, he'll have some rust possibly, but I think it'll be still – I still think it'll be enough for them to get through at least the first round of the playoffs. I, you definitely do bring up a lot of points. That's what the Saints have to do. But my thing here, Yank, is I do agree. Like I was talking to actually a few other friends oh, that I work with. Drew Brees, this might be his last year, and that's crazy to see. Like think Drew Brees will not be in the NFL when we're alive. Like that's crazy. Like all of our life I swear I've seen Drew Brees, Saints. But uh, – and that's the thing. I mean, will he be healthy enough to play like that playoff performance? Obviously, he has more playoff experience than Mitch. I mean, he only has one game under his belt while Drew Brees has one Super Bowl. So, I mean, it really just comes down to Drew Brees. And I'm going to take, you know, the odds and put the eggs in the other basket and say Chicago's defense is going to play better than that. Well, I mean, I don't expect you to say anything else. You're oh, going to yeah. be sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, I, you, know, I, so, that's what I mean, you say. You know, it's yeah, just... it's 100% here. I can't even sit here and get mad like I expect you to say something else. But it's going to be – I think it'll end up being a good game. I wonder if it, it's – it's interesting to see whether it's going to be defensive or if both offenses just kind of, like, keep clicking, you know? And that's like, the thing. Saints defense is real. They're, they're some dogs. So, I mean, no, they got to do exactly what we did against opinion. Green Bay in the first drive. Best in the league up there with maybe, honestly, the Dolphins. And, um, I mean, the Rams always can pose trouble with pass rush and stuff. Um, but And then the Steelers have cra- crazy players like T.J. Watt and stuff like that. But there's there's a few elite defenses out there right now. But the Saints might be the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the Bear Saints, uh, I do want to talk about this. I just want to bring this brief up because I know they don't play this week, but they are the number one seed. That mean the Green Bay Packers. Now, how uh, I just want to bring up on this show, we don't have to talk about it too much. We can go back into the playoff uh, things. But two of the offensive linemen for the Green Bay Packers, that being David Bugatti, who actually had a season-ending injury, and Corey Lindsay, their center, made the all-pro team. So you can't just tell me that, oh, he doesn't have any weapons. He has the best line in the NFL right now because he has two players on the all-pro team. So, Yank, that just really hits home here to me. Like, he has the best offensive line. I've been saying it for weeks. I've been saying, look how much time Rodgers has. So, I mean, the big thing for the Packers to move it on forward, if they want to win, they have to believe in that offensive line because that's what got them there, and they will never get credit. And that's the only credit I'm going to give to the Green Bay Packers, that they have the best offensive line in the NFL. There's my Packers uh, take for you, uh, trying to be a little unbiased here uh, moving forward. But uh, that's their only way they'll be successful if their offensive line keeps on clicking like they have been. Um, I think the Packers. Well, I think the Packers have a lot of things going for them. Um, to be honest, I mean, obviously securing the number one seed and having every game go through Lambeau, especially at this time of year, could be dangerous for any opponent. Uh, yeah, that's says, of course. Um, so that, yeah, that's going to be a big thing. Honestly, um, some teams that come to play, like honestly, like a team like Chicago, if they were to win and have to go play them or something, they're a little bit more used to something like that. With the weather in Chicago, but not every team is. Um, also. 
I understand that the the Packers. I honestly like I, over the course of this season, like the whole argument with um, the Packers not having the same weapons as like a team like the Chiefs and stuff. Well, I still think that the Chiefs will have that edge because every receiver is a th- is a like dom- could be potential to be a dominant threat. Um, the Packers have Devontae Adams, who this year is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, he has Robert Tanyan, who by the stats is a top five tight end easily. Um, and then you have Valdez Scantling and uh, Lazard, Alex Lazard, who have continued to develop at a pretty steady pace and I think are a lot better than what the stats honestly would show. Um, you have the best running back, one of the best running back committees in the league with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, obviously. And then again, yes, you have two all-pro linemen. There's no discussing anymore whether or not the Packers have a great team because when you're looking at them against the team that everyone they want to compare them to, the Chiefs, they might even have a better defense as well. They do. So, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's not saying that the Packers have a bad team. It's just a matter of um, in that MVP discussion, I think it just, like, everyone starts discussing the actual weapons that he's throwing to. I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, obviously he has a great line and other things around him. There's not really anything to argue with that. It's a lot closer. Like the gap is a lot closer than what people think, but um, there's a lot more than just that going for them in the playoffs. Like they have this great team. They have, they're playing at home. They have a first round bye. like, like, like they, they, there's a reason you're the number one seed and they're definitely going to take advantage of that going on going forward but we'll talk about them more going into next week i'm sure uh, we might even have some features as well so we will discuss that moving forward but um next game in yeah the NFC. uh we're calling with the nfc obviously because it's a little bit more closer than the afc in my opinion but uh, we're going with the three seed versus the 60 that being the seattle super seahawks who once again sorry i almost said super sorry to talk about bringing nba teams back uh the seattle seahawks Versus the L.A. Rams. Now, the big thing here is, you remember, it felt like ages ago when we said let Russ cook. Like, once again, he's not going to get an MVP vote. I'm so sorry, uh, Russell Wilson. I'm so sorry, man. It happened again. But it uh, wasn't consistent the entire year. And here, especially if Jared Goff, I don't know. Do you know if Jared Goff is playing after his surgery on his hand, on his thumb? I have yet to have seen that. I have not seen that. And if that team who played on last Sunday plays the Seahawks, it's going to be a blowout. I think the Seahawks are really going to mesh together here in the playoffs. And they're going to show their 12-4 and team. Like, they're going to play like their actual record. Um, I know it's really tough to play a team, uh, you know, multiple times in a year. But the thing here you got to look at, Yank, is the Seahawks are the better team, especially on offense. And for them to win, I'm going to give you the keys, the Mickey's keys to success is – Get DK Metcalf involved. Let Russ cook. And if they have that backup quarterback, don't let him run because that backup quarterback is a very good runner as a quarterback. Uh, Waldorf. I like calling him Waldorf. I don't even know that's his name. But, you know, when I was watching two games at once last Sunday, that's what was happening. With that, though, uh, that's kind of my key takeaways. There's not much to talk about this game besides that defense only allowing 18.5 points per game. Like I said, Yank, if the Seahawks put up more than, let's say, 25 points this weekend, they're going to win. The Rams hold to that, they're in the ball game. Yeah, and I mean you just never really know because with the Rams they have this incredible pass rush. They have this dominant force in Aaron Donald who can get at the ball. They have Jalen Ramsey, who I believe is top two corners in the league right now, honestly, with the if you look by the stats. Oh, yeah, but, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely dominant. I think him and Xavier Howard are the top two in the league right now. Um so they it's gonna it's interesting to see what happens, but 
I also agree with you. If Wolford is playing at quarterback, it's not like I don't see Russ losing this game. I don't see the Seahawks. Like the Seahawks are the sneakiest 12 and 4 team I can remember in recent history. Like it's kind of hard to think that they're 12 and 4 when you look at everything because it doesn't feel like we've talked about them much at the end of the day. Um, but they have this great offense led by a person who, again, is going to get snubbed with zero MVP candidates. I'm not really sure if it's a snub at this point, but it's just unfortunate to see. Um, they have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. So they have explosive weapons who you never know. Jalen Ramsey can't cover them both on every play. Um, it's really going to be how well that um, uh, offensive line handles the pass rush because if Aaron Donald and that Rams defensive line can control the game and, like you said, keep the Seahawks under 25, 20 points, anybody can win this game. But um, I, I still – I like the Ram- – I even like the Seattle defense going into this because of – the fact that they have star players, they have um, Bobby Wagner, they have KJ Wright, they have Jordan Brooks, they have Carlos Dunlap, like Shaquille Griffin. And then, of course, the man himself, Jamal Adams, who is just oh, biting yeah. that bit to play in these playoffs. I haven't seen somebody seem this emotionally in tune and like excited to play a game in a long time. So that just gives me this overwhelming feeling that if there's going to be a blowout game, for some reason, it's going to be this one, and I'm with you. I think the Seahawks win this game a little bit easily, uh, kind of handily. Yeah, my last thing before we move on to the next NFC team is it does think that you have to play your backups or you have to, you know, play not full strength and not fully healed. But, uh, you know, you have to take that into account when predicting the playoffs. And we're talking playoffs right now, and the Seahawks are – it's all the cards are in their favor. So, anything yep. else about them? No, moving on, yeah, moving on. Moving on to that last NFC matchup, that being the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Now, first off, Yank, how funny is it that Doug Peterson hates the Giants so much that he puts in Delta? I, I even forget his name because I'm like, Jalen Hurts wasn't, I mean, he wasn't playing great by any means. But Senfeld? Yeah, Senfeld, Seinfeld, <laughs> boy hoy, okay, and let the Washington football team just go, hop into the playoffs. Now, I've been hearing people like, oh, this is the best 7-9 and nine team ever. They're going to upset the Buccaneers. Stop it. Stop it. I know Chase Young, sorry. I know you're a very, very good player, but you're going to eat your words. I'm coming for Tom. I'm coming for Tom. Well, you have to go through Tristan Wirfs first, which, uh, you know, has been putting up better uh, uh, percentages and better um, player than you this entire year, according to, like, rookie stats and whatnot. But uh, and it's Tom Brady. This is where he thrives, and he has his weapons. They're meshing like no other. They're finally kick- clicking. Mike Evans again within a thousand yard season, and it's the Tom Brady effect. This is the first playoff appearance since two thousand and seven. Yank, I have a pillow, my big football pillow. Actually, I think I just threw it away. That says football two thousand and seven. That was the last time the Buccaneers made the playoffs. Okay, that seems like forever ago, and the only reason why is because Tom Brady came to town. You could say, oh, these other pieces came. But at the end of the day, they had the majority pieces. We talked about this when I was visiting you. They have the majority pieces, and Tom Brady came and changed up the entire thing. For he threw the number of touchdowns, how old he is? 43. Tom Brady, scary. I think he got two or three more years, believe it or not, with how he was playing this year and being in Tampa enjoying life. Now, talking about this game, that offense isn't going to be anything. I'm hating the slander that is being put on. Mitch Trubisky, they're saying Alex Smith is better than him right now. No, he's not. Go check out the stats. Alex Smith has been throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. Like, that's going to be a big, crucial thing 
moving forward. Alex Smith can barely even walk. Like, and I know he had a near-death experience. He had 17 surgeries. We talk about him. He's definitely the comeback player of the year um, in all sports across, you know, uh, all genres and whatnot. But I just don't see Alex Smith, you know, continuing that comeback story, upsetting the Buccaneers. Obviously, it would add to that resume. But I, I just don't think the Washington football team has enough to beat this high-powered Buccaneers team. I think the Buccaneers got – something easily falling into their lap. If it would be the Rams, I think it would be a little bit different. But I just don't think the football team has that offense to keep up with Tampa. You're not going to hold this Tampa team to 10 points. I'm sorry. The only team that can do that is the Saints. Um, they're going to go out score 28. I don't think Alex Smith can do that as well. That is my take on the Buccaneers football team game. All right. I've been saying since the very first episodes of this podcast that the Buccaneers were going to be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Um, So, obviously, I'm not going to back down right now and say that they're going to lose a game to the Washington unnamed football team. Um, However, I will say that I feel like this game might be their most challenging out of the entire playoffs. I will will say this. there's something about this Washington defensive front line. I know that there's other teams in the NFC like the Saints who have just beat up on the Buccaneers the first two times they played. But like we said before in the in this show in the same episode, like it's hard to play a team multiple times and to do that three times in a row. I there's I I, I, I won't believe it. I won't believe it until I see it. So. I feel like as far as a matchup, like this is a sleeper team coming in seven and nine. Nobody expects them to get beat by them. So what kind of what kind of mentality are you coming into? It's the classic trap game in the playoffs. But you're right. They're headed by the GOAT. I've picked them to get to the like if anybody's gonna mess with the number one seed right now, I wouldn't doubt it to be the Tampa Bay uh, Tom Brady Tampa Bay team. Um but yeah, I mean this this is a trap game to them. To me, I feel I think that it's going to be a lot closer than people think because Washington's not going to come in and just roll over. I mean, Alex Smith, I believe he is playing 100 percent. But if he comes in start, if he comes in starting, this team has been a different team when he's been at quarterback. Not saying that he himself has had overwhelming stats, but the team themselves have played better. You know what it's like to watch somebody come in and just completely change up the mentality. It's happening in Chicago right now. Um, But. So, yeah, I, I worry about the game just a little bit from a mental standpoint, from it being a lapse game. But as far as, like, on paper, no, there's no way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should lose this game. There's no way that anybody should really doubt that, and I wouldn't put my money against it. And, of course, I'm going to say that Tom Brady and the Bucks win this game. I'm just not going to come in with the same team that you are. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was your team this year, and my team for the NFC was the Saints. And, I mean, I think almost all my playoff teams actually made it besides uh, the Green Bay Packers. I had them out instead of the Vikings. But, uh, I mean, that is, I, I just, you're totally wrong. I don't know what else to say about this, that this is the hardest matchup. The Saints know what works against them, and they've obliterated the Bucs. You're the one saying that the Saints didn't even make it out of the first round this weekend, so I don't want to hear that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if that's a possibility, <laughs> the possibility of playing Green Bay, like, everyone's hyping up this Green Bay team, like, the number one seed, like, that's so more challenging. Like, I feel like this is a great tune-up game. They're a great team, like you said. They are the sleeper of the year. I know, but, but if you want to talk great about past game. games, as well. and I understand that. I understand that. But if you want to talk about past games and stuff, like, you're talking about, like, Oh, the Saints wouldn't be a bad matchup, or the Packers wouldn't be. The last time the Bucks played the Packers, they drummed them by twenty-eight. So, so like, I hope it happens that, again. That's one thing too. That's what I'm just saying, though. Like, that's one thing too. But then when the Saints played them, it was a completely different thing. So I don't. I just it's 
I understand. I understand. It's just yeah. like it's playoff time. You know, it's totally different. But yes, I mean, yeah. we both agree that the Buccaneers will uh, win this game, though. But it will. You think I, it'll be closer? I, I, think, I, gotcha. I think. Yeah, I just think it'll be a lot closer than people think because I do believe this is a trap game, especially when the Bucks have shown that the teams they've struggled against the most this year are the teams that have a good pass rush. And I know that Chase Young is going to go against someone like Tristan Wirfs, who's. Did, I believe he was all pro this year, didn't he? Uh, did he I know. Did he get, no, he did not make. Or he's no, not, he didn't. He did not make I thought he got team. Okay, I thought he got second team. But all right. But either way, um, somebody who could very easily, I mean, have fought for rookie of the year. I mean, if Lyman were to get more credit, it's like the thing we were talking about with the Packers online earlier. But um, yeah, they're gonna they're going against a great defensive line, and that's the teams that they've struggled against the most this year. So that that's just that's just what I'm. I've seen and I worry about. Yeah, moving forward with all of that, um, that's going to be a fun game to watch, obviously. It's playoff uh, football. Like, I'm so happy. Like, we talked about playoff basketball this year in podcasts. I'm so excited to watch. Uh, we're going to flip sides of the AFC, which I think it's a two-man race right now, two-team race in the AFC. And that being the first half, Kansas City Chiefs, you got to shout out the Red Kingdom. Patrick Mahomes didn't play, and they lose to the uh, potential work of the year, that being Justin Herbert Sherbert. But – uh they're just so good, and that's why we don't talk about the Chiefs so much. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans, but they're just that good. We're like, yeah, ESPN already covers them enough. We're trying to talk about the teams that don't get as much love. We know Patty Mahomes is uh, MVP in my book, but uh, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end. Tyreek Hill's fastest man on earth. But, you know, like, we know all that, and they've showed that all year. They could have went, you know, and I think they wanted to lose another game just to show, like, they were human. Like, here's our trap game. Come look at this in film. When in reality, it's not going to happen. Uh, it really sucks for Patrick Mahomes to kind of boost his stats for the MVP race. Like, sorry, dude, it's over. Like, you only played 15 games because you were that good. You didn't have to play in week 17 like some other teams. But uh, moving on with that, uh, shout out Red Kingdom for me, number one seed. Uh, they're in uh, pretty much the front running for coming out of the AFC. But uh, your thoughts on the Chiefs, real quick, if you want to say anything. I mean, what do you say about the Chiefs? They're a team that they could go down by 20, and you know that team's not out of the game no matter what time. Like, it could be beginning of the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter. They're down by 20 points. We've seen them come back in one quarter before. So they're so explosive on offense. They have the best quarterback in the league. Um, that there's nothing to really doubt with them. They're the defending Super Bowl champions, and they have the number one seed outright with only one loss to the season, which if we go back, like if they had just – like easily corrected that we, we we can be talking about an undefeated Super Bowl defending champion right now. Like there's not much to really discredit from them. Um, however, when we get into some of the other teams, I think there will be some other some interesting things to note oh, um, yeah. as far as like matchups and everything future uh, potentially down the road. But yeah, there's a number one seed outright. There's nothing to discredit to them. There's nothing to say anything otherwise and with Patrick Mahomes at the helm we know what their offense is capable of doing and their defense at least and last year they showed in the playoffs they can play well enough to at least not allow a team to just overly score a crazy amount of points I guess so um, not nothing insurmountable for their own offense at least so if they continue to do that which I'm sure they will they'll be a extremely difficult team to beat and until somebody proves that they can there's no reason to really doubt them. Oh, yeah, they're the, they're the top just, dog, and they're hungry as ever. Andy Reid is still one of the best coaches I've seen. I think he'll go in like the Hall of Fame of coaches. Um, yeah. moving on, but I wonder uh, how long he'll coach. 
Oh, yeah, he probably will. As long as he got hamburgers, he'll be Jay chilling. <laughs> um, moving on, though, to my other front runner, I think it's a two-man race. It's two of the top dogs, and that is the Buffalo Bills. The King, Stefan Diggs, and Josh Allen have just been killing it. And this is so great to say. First home playoff game since 1996. Yank, I was born in 1997. This is the first time ever in my lifespan I will see the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, playing a playoff game at home. And I'm so sad that the Mafia cannot be there in the stadium. I think that place would be electric. I think Colts fans would – or Colts players would be honestly scared to go to Buffalo just because of the – How many tables would be broken? Oh, my goodness. I think they'd probably break the Guinness World Record of most tables broken in one day. Like, I would definitely (laughs) put put them uh, front runner there for that as well. But uh, like you said, I'm so sorry about your Dolphins, by the way. Oh, uh, I'm going to talk about how tough it was for them to get into the playoffs. I mean, it's three uh, win difference compared to the NFC for that seventh seed, that being the Colts. But uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit after I'm done talking about this matchup. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, all pro, pro bowler, um, led, led the league in receiving yards. And they're just so clicking. They're out there having fun being them, and their defense has been doing well as well. Uh, I'm not saying, like, they're the top five, top ten defense, but they're doing it so that offense can still excel, but it also helps when your offense scores 40 points a game and your defense only has to let up, you know, 30. Like, that's an easier thing to do. But uh, this is kind of where it starts to get tricky uh, is the Colts are a fantastic defensive team, but I do not think Phillip Rivers has it in him anymore. I love Phillip Rivers. Phillip, I've been a big fan of him his entire career, and I always, <clears throat> excuse me, hyped him up. But I just don't think – I think the Colts in, like, two or three years are going to be back to that Peyton Manning Colts back in, like, 06. But uh, they're on the right track. But I just think the Buffalo Bills, they're hot. They're in their prime right now. And the Bills have a great opportunity to be a good defense, but they also have a great opportunity to choke and show that they were a fraud at the number two seed. But I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. They're 13-3. and three. Uh, coach of the year, Sean McDermott, I'm pretty sure is their coach. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, he should be a coach of the year, maybe with Stefanski for Cleveland as well. But uh, I'm really excited to see the Bills play in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bills Mafia is always exciting. And, I mean, I, I'm also with you to be bummed about them not being able to be at the game because that would be, I'm sure, just crazy to watch. But – I. To me, the Bills are the best team, are the hottest team in the AFC right now. Possibly, probably hottest team in the league. Um, of course, it was awesome for the Dolphins to have to play them week 17. And basically, with everybody winning that needed needed to win in the AFC, with everybody winning, you had to try and win out against a team that still started the be- the hottest quarterback in the league. Like, this is what I'm talking about when we're talking about the Chiefs being the best team and, like, the outright, like, defending champion. Like, we all know this. But when I'm talking about potentially down the road, to me, the Buffalo Bills are the hottest team in the league right now. Oh, no doubt. And Josh Allen is the best and most confident quarterback in the AFC at this very moment. I know I was just saying that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Like, in the grand scheme of things, overall he is. But at this very moment, I don't think I'm more confident in any other quarterback in the league other than Josh Allen. Really? He is playing so electric, like such electrifying football. Like I know that he has Stefan Diggs who has been out of this world this year has been an amazing acquisition um, from the Minnesota Vikings, but this is just their first year. They're going to get better. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward, even after this year. And 
we're, we're going to see what they do this year. But Josh Allen has been playing absolutely incredible. And Patrick Mahomes is coming off a, a December that was probably his worst December to date. So when you're just looking about at this moment, it wouldn't surprise me to say that, especially with how the Bills as a team overall has played. Their defense has held teams to under 30 points while their offense goes out and scores 45. Like their point differential over the last four weeks is above 10. It's crazy what they're doing to other teams. So coming into the playoffs, they're the hottest team. They have a quarterback who could get votes for MVP the way he's been playing. Um, uh, they have a running back committee. Jevin Singletary, Zach Moss, I think is great. They've got um, obviously Stefan at receiver. Like they, they're great. They're a great football team. They're 13 and three going into this. They're number two seed. I feel bad for the Colts because I kind of feel like what they did, what the Bills did to the Dolphins last week. Is it's going to happen again. Yeah. So I, I, with them being this hot, I think that, like, I don't even really want to talk about the Colts that much. It's unfortunate because I, I'm interested to see what happens with playoff rivers coming in because you don't, never really know. But um, I think the Colts are they, – they're going to need to get a younger quarterback down the road, um, obviously. And then they just need to keep developing a little bit. But I think you're right. They could be very dangerous in the coming years. Um, but they're getting going against a very, very, very good Buffalo Bills team that, again, hottest team in the NFL. So I don't really think this one's going to be close. I'm glad we agree on this, and that is because, like, the game they played against that Dolphins, you're coming to realization with that as well. But the Buffalo Bills are so good, and I do agree with you. I am kind of sad we don't want to talk about the Colts anymore, but you can't. Like, I wish I could go on and rant about how the Colts are going to make this upset or they're going to do this or that, but I just don't see it. Like, Rivers is still a great quarterback. He'll be a Hall of Famer one year, but, like, he went and balled out with another team, went to the playoffs with another team after being with uh, San Diego slash L.A. for the longest time. So, I mean, the Colts, shout out, y'all made it. But uh, I think this would be a great tune-up game for the Bills uh, moving forward. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I'm not saying that – I'm not sitting here saying that the Bills aren't going to have any competition moving forward. I mean, the Dolphins, don't get, don't get us wrong. Yeah, this two, Tua obviously still needs to develop, and we're going to talk about him a lot of oh, after the so, season. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we'll, we'll have some stuff to talk about with that. But, I mean um, – the defense was elite this season. Xavier and Howard should, in my opinion, at this point, might have to change my whole prediction in general. He could be defensive player of the year with the way he ended the season. Um, but, I mean, the, the defense is elite. We probably still need to get some more weapons. But, I mean, we got the, we went from a 5-win team to a 10-win team. We got a coach that could still be in the running for a coach of the year. I don't think he'll win it. I think that will probably also go to Stefanski this year now at this point. Um and then we have the number three draft pick. And we also have 90-plus million dollars in cash space. So I'm very, very interested and excited to see what happens with the Dolphins moving forward. It was a good year to end, but obviously heartbreaking last week moving forward. Um, you say a yeah. lot about that Dolphins team, like 90 million cap space, third-round draft pick. I mean, yeah, third pick in the NFL draft this year. And Miami's hot, and it's, it could be a free agent destination. So uh, – Excited to see yeah. what they do in the offseason. Excited to see what they do, but yes, for right now, the AFC, in my opinion, like the hottest team is the Buffalo Bills, and nobody wants to get in their way. So I'm sorry for the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're going to meet the same fate. Let's move on to the next matchup, number three versus number six. Believe it or not, America's <laughs> team, that being the Cleveland Browns, if healthy, if no COVID, if have all receivers, if have all running backs. Even with the fancy not coaching? Well, even with Savancy not coaching, 
will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in one of the biggest upsets we've seen. I'm going to hop. I'm not I'm not leaving my Mr. Bissy bandwagon or anything like that, but I am going to endorse. I want to put a little Mickey Hines sticker on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon that I'm here. I, I was never here before. I say this is America's team. I like seeing them succeed. This isn't my team. I'm just putting a little sticker saying I endorse it. I endorse the Cleveland Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. I know Big Ben has taken care of Cleveland, and I think the Browns are so hungry. It's one of their rivals. It's one of those rival matchups that you've seen in the past that the lower seed ends up beating the higher seed to show them, like, y'all can have the AFC North Championship, but we're going for the playoff win, and I think it's going to happen. That's going to be a, such an exciting game on Sunday night, and – Let's go Browns. If Baker plays like Baker after you had to go out there and talk trash about Baker, he said, yeah, I took that personally. Shout out MJ again. <laughs> and Baker's been balling. But uh, I I, re- I solely believe it. I know TJ Watt, I think he's my defensive player of the year. And he's on Pittsburgh. But uh, I just think it's who's going to come and be 1-0 after this week. And like I said, I'm going with my endorsement. Yeah, I mean – I don't I don't want to be upset about that because I'm with you. I feel like at this point, if you want to pick a team to be America's team, everybody loves a feel-good story when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. But I will disagree with you here. As much as I want to see the Cleveland Browns win, I just I can't do it. Like going against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I understand the Steelers were not the best team. They were a shell of the team that they were to start that started eleven and zero. They end the season one and four from that point. But when we look at this game, like everybody's going to play for the Steelers. I know that, it, like, it was a must-win game for the Browns to get in the playoffs last week, and they won by two against the Steelers that had Mason Rudolph. At the top. Like, Big Ben is much more play- playoff experience. He's going to come back, and their offense is going to be even better. I wouldn't doubt, and their defense has continued to play well against the Cleveland Browns all season. So I just don't. As much as I want to see the Browns win, as much as I think it would be an awesome story for America, as much as I'm. I think that Baker Mayfield has also continued to start like he's sparked this new level of play that he's continued to play well now. Um, but I, I just don't think it's going to be. I think at some point it's going to come down to whether either Baker Mayfield needs to make a play against a great defense or somebody like you said, TJ Watt, or um, the offense needs to make a play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I have faith in a Super Bowl winning quarterback against somebody that has done it before. So I, I, I will have to disagree here. As much as I want to see the Browns win, the Steelers are going to win this game. I mean, it, you make all correct points. You know, I mean, you're bringing the logistics to the table. Big Ben has that experience. He is trying, you know, he was trying to be comeback player of the year as well. But Alex Smith said, hey, I had 17 surgeries. Alex um, Smith might be the award. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly would love that. The Alex Smith comeback player of the year award. Like, I think that's what they should do. Um, and they just have all the weapons as well. James Conner, Juju Smith, TJ Watt. Um, that defense is just so good as well. We talked about the top five defense. Dealers is in that category. So uh, it's going to be a gritty game. I'm, I have a feeling a fight's even going to happen, them being rivals. But, uh, you know, and I totally agree with you, but I'm going to go with uh, the underdog here, definitely, and the Cleveland Browns. Though. Mo- ooh, Mo- Moving on to, I think, the toughest game of the playoffs. Uh, the hardest to choose a winner in my um, eyes, and that is the four-seed Tennessee Titans versus the five-seed Baltimore Ravens. Now, shout-out AFC North. They got three of their teams into the playoffs. Maybe the Bengals, you know, they just couldn't do it. Um, but think about it. 
the Tennessee Titans should be the Tennessee Derrick Henrys because Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. Whoa, He's a okay whoa, quarterback. whoa, whoa. Uh, let me rephrase that. I spoke a little too fast. Whoa. He is a starter. He is not great. He is a starter, not great. <laughs> I was okay? about to jump. Ooh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, we talk about MVP and, like, why not Derrick Henry? I know it's becoming a quarterback award, but, like, if Derrick Henry is not on that team, Ryan Tannehill is not taking this Tennessee Titans team to the playoffs. I'm sorry, Derrick Henry, oh, once again, I he has the fifth most, fifth most rushing yards in a season, in a season by a running back. He's had the most rushing yards in the past 20 games than any other player ever in the NFL. I saw that stat, which is, those, you know, being stat picking and whatnot, 20 games uh, and whatnot. But if you really look at it, I would never want to play the Tennessee Titans because you're either going to get Derrick Henry running all over your face for 200 or a Tennessee team that you can kind of walk over like what Green Bay did early on in the year. And then you look on the other side, are we going to get MVP Lamar where he just runs all over you, spin moves, throws the ball 60, 70 yards? Are we going to see um, that Ravens defense kind of come back to life a little bit? It's really a game of what ifs when we talk about this one, Mr. Zizzy. And I'm so excited. And if I had to choose today, put my money down, I'm still lost. I mean, I want to go with Derrick Henry because I'm a running back guy, but I'm a huge Lamar Jackson and he was my quarterback in fantasy as well. Like, it's such a odd matchup, but it's going to be so awesome. But it's what other team comes and shows. Who's your pick? <sighs> you know what? I'm going with my position group. Tennessee Titans, prove us right. Okay. Derrick Henry, prove why you should be in the MVP talk. Okay. I'm going Titans, and that hurts. But, like, I can't say, you know, Ravens, that hurt as well. But uh, that's kind of my pick and whatnot for them. And I'm just so excited to watch this game. I mean, there's a lot to, like, kind of digest, but at the same time, there's not. We're going to let dudes go play football. And who wants it more? Because they are very, very talented football teams besides uh, some uh, – positions and i and i understand that like don't get me wrong i think that you bring up good points about both te- about um the titans for the most part but both teams however you give brian Tannehill his respect i mean the man has 106 quarterback rating this year he has 33 touchdowns only seven interceptions like the guy has played starter, great. Like what the guy has played incredible football. He does exactly what the team needs to do. It might be a get more of a game manager because he only has 250 yards a game. But what 250 yards a game in the NFL and two tu- averaging two touchdowns a game? Like I'll take that, especially when your running back has 2,000 yards on the season behind that. So yeah, then they got AJ Brown outside. He's a thousand yard receiver. Like the Tennessee Titans. AJ Brown's good. Yeah, yeah, the Tennessee Titans are a very very good football team. They have uh, Davis out there as well. That's a deep threat. So, um, like, like this is a good football team. I do not doubt people for necessarily coming in and saying that they're going to win, but I'm going to doubt. I'm I'm going to also de- disagree with you here on this game. Like, I know that Derrick Henry is this great elite running back. I'm with you. He could anybody could throw him an MVP vote if you wanted. The reason I don't is because Tannehill is on the team. And the fact that Tannehill is still a great game manager and has had games where he's been the one that has won the game for them rather than it being Derrick Henry. Um, but Derrick Henry is what now back to back seasons with 2000 yards. I want to say like, like, this, like he's like, he's doing things that we haven't seen before and it's incredible. I think their team is real, but they're going against a defense that is stout. Um, it's a Ravens defense. That I know that Derrick Henry bullied in the playoffs last year, but 
I will disagree because it's kind of similar to me when you look at the Ohio State Clemson game. You know, like this entire this Ravens team has had an entire year now of sitting here looking back at last season at this same Tennessee Titans team that knocked them out of the playoffs. Oh, okay, <laughs> I see that right. Like, you understand? Like Lamar Jackson was the MVP coming off the season where everybody hyped them up. Everyone's talking Super Bowl, and they got beat first round against this Tennessee Titans team that went get, went on a run. So now they're going to have this entire year thinking of this same team going against the same, literally same exact scenario, first round of the playoffs you're going in, only now they're the underdogs too. Like all the fuel, like they're putting all the fuel in the fire right now. Like all, like everything to me for the Ravens, it's, it's again, it might just be a mentality thing, but Lamar Jackson is still an elite quarterback. He's while he didn't throw necessarily as great as last season, he still is so dangerous on the ground. It doesn't really matter. I believe that mobile quarterbacks are more dangerous than a pocket passer any day. Anyway, um, they have, they, they have um, Marquise Brown. They have, uh, Mark Andrews at tight end. They have an elite defense. J.K. Dobbins has emerged at running back. Like they're they're still a very good team. There's nothing to um, really doubt on their side of the ball either. But when you couple that with the mentality, like the mental standpoint of last year and taking, like I'm taking the same approach as Ohio State did with Clemson, and I'm going to give the edge to the Ravens. That's an interesting point that you bring up, you know, the similar thing to what we talked about last episode with Clemson and Ohio State. Like, it is the exactly same scenario, and I'm not discrediting that, but I don't know if that means much more in the NFL than college. Um, just because the aspects, like, a lot of those dudes on – a lot of those dudes in the NFL play for a paycheck, or they don't have as much passion, you know, like they do in college. Know, but it's a ring, like, though. This is ring season. You know, on, okay. We, I mean, I'm talking not... about fa- about fantasy rings from a Madden oh. league. Come on. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I I mean, exactly. That's us. You know, that's us type of players. <laughs> I don't know if the Ravens have enough of those dudes that they look at that score every day. They said Tennessee, Tennessee. Can't wait to go and play them in the playoffs again. I don't think they did that. Um, like as much. You know, obviously nowhere near as much as what Ohio State did. I mean, they talked about it all the time. But now that you bring it up, I mean, that is a you know off the field. Um, motivation that they have against this Titans team was last year Lamar showing that, you know, oh, I'm not an MVP, da-da-da-da-da. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I just don't know if NFL teams do that, and I hope I'm wrong. Like, I really do. Like, or they prove me right, or you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that you're wrong, yeah. but I just need to see it, you know, and if I see it, I'm like, you were totally right. And I was, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm against it, but I just can't wait to see it. I know I'm going around in a circle. <laughs> it's, I, I, I just don't know if that's a thing, and that's what this game I've been talking about all day. Yeah, no, understandable. But it's going to be interesting. We've got three games today. we got three games tomorrow. Oh. we got the playoff triple headers going on. I'm going to be cooking up some grub, just working doing stuff around the house today. So I'm going to be watching football all day today. It starts at 1 o'clock today. Uh, Bills at Colt, uh, Bills versus Colts today. So, but I'm I'm oh, excited yeah. that that's our predictions moving forward. I'm sure that uh, feel free to everyone else if you guys want to reach out, give us your predictions. We can shout you out in the next episode as well. Um, we, we're gonna have a lot to talk about with these playoffs moving forward. But that's our take. You want to anything? Anything you want to shout out last second? Um, no. Before we talk about the college football playoffs, uh. Or the championship game. I'm super excited, you know, to be in the playoffs for, uh, like, just to be able to watch it, like you said. It's going to be so nice sitting down and watch the playoff football, see how it really turns out. And all the things we talked about since last March, you know, who's going to make it, who's going to make it. It's finally coming to 
you know, come into the light, and it's so fun to talk about. And uh, once again, uh, super excited for the NFL. But uh, moving forward for the college football championship game, not a ton to talk about, but obviously we have to touch up on it, like who we think is going to win and their key things of why they have to win and talk about a little bit about the Heisman. But, uh, Yank, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one and kind of give me your Zizzy's keys to uh, success for who you think is going to win, talk about the Heisman winner and all that. I mean, I tried to look back and see if there was really like a history here with Alabama and Ohio State. And honestly, the only thing in recent history was back in 2015 when they played in the semifinals and then Ohio State won by a touchdown. It was a crazy high-scoring game, 42-35. Um, and that was back when Ohio State had Ezekiel Elliott. They ended up going on to win the national championship against Oregon that year. Like Ohio State had the better team, but it was still a a crazy game. That with these two teams, they both have elite defenses. But I think again, this is going to come down just like it did in 2015. This is going to come down to the offenses. Um, I think the key for Ohio State, honestly, really is just going to be the play of Justin Fields. If he does anything close to what he did against Clemson, they can beat anybody. There's no question of that. Um, So if he comes out, does anything similar to that, I think they're going to need to be a little bit more balanced. I think they're going to need to have more of a running game, um, especially against an Alabama defense that typically doesn't allow much on the ground. But I think that they're just going to – I think if they can be a little bit more balanced and if Justin Fields plays just as exemplary as he did against Clemson, like they can play with the best of them and they have a great chance to win at that point. with the with Alabama, I think again it's going to be down to the offense. But I'm not as like I'm not as concerned with them. I think it's just when you have two Heisman candidates, well, you have the Heisman winner and then another Heisman finalist that leading the charge on offense. It's pretty hard to feel um, less confident in their abilities. So their offense has been explosive all season. They went out and they played against a lesser team in the semifinals, which may come back to hurt them. Um, but still. I, I, this is a great matchup. I think it comes down to the offenses, and my edge is going to go to Alabama just because they had two Heisman finalists. Uh, I'm so glad you went Bama because I am hopping on the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, bandwagon here. Um, that, and it's tough to say as an Iowa Hawkeye fan. Everyone's like, oh, why do you both run them to win? And I'm like, well, it's going to look great when a Big Ten team wins it when only playing six games, et cetera, et cetera, um, with all the crazy uh, items that happen with this season. But uh, like you said, uh, the over, uh, the under and over for this game is 75 points. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And that's going to be so fun. People love watching touchdowns. You don't want to see a bunch of punts. I'm sorry, my punters, Pat O'Donnell, pun o'clock. But you don't see that on ESPN Sports Center. You see touchdowns, field goals, spectacular plays, and this game is going to be full of them. This is going to be a great time for you to sit on your couch, have your beverage of choice, eat some chips, and enjoy a great football game. You're going to see kids, athletes, some of the best in the business go out and play on the best stage of college football. And like you said, Alabama's kind of walking into it. Like, granted, not discrediting Ohio State, but, like, they are the high favorites here. And like you said, um, you know, it's all going to be up to the offenses. It is going to be all up to the offenses. And Justin Fields has to play like he did against Clemson. That fire and that energy um, – on the sideline, on the field, after every tackle, after every you know catch, has to be there. They have to bring the energy and punch Alabama in the mouth and don't let them get up. 
They have to go pedal to the metal in the entire four quarters. Don't let them only be two down, two touchdowns, because it'd be another Bama spectacular comeback in a championship game. So they have to know going into that game, bringing the energy, they have to out just motivate themselves more than the Bama, that's what they did against Clemson. I know it's kind of a weird thing to say out motivate them. But uh, Ohio State did that. And Justin Fields has to be the dude. And at the end of the day, you give him the keys to the car and say, hey, you go out and win this game. So, like I said, I'm just really excited to uh, watch this game. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I I understand all that with you. I mean, I, obviously, that was pretty similar to my keys for them to win as well. But I just, on top of that, I mean, I didn't even really have to mention it before, but we have these, you have the Heisman winner and another Heisman winner yes. on Alabama side of the ball. But then, of course, you still have Nick Saban as well. So, I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to really go against them because every year this is the team that is still there. This is the team that we end up talking about. It feels like every single year for the past 10, 15 years, maybe now, I don't know how long it was, but 15. Yeah, at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it is going to be offense. I think that the over under says it enough, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I do think it's going to be Bama. But yeah. I, I, think, and- I think it's going to be a great game. I have to agree with a lot of your points. I mean, Nick Saban is the best coach of all time. You know, you have uh, Mac Jones. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, yeah. uh, like you've been hyping up even since the beginning of this podcast. So I definitely have to throw that ball into your favor. You predicted it that he was going to be a stud. And uh, if Bama just plays like Bama, I know that's kind of like a not exciting thing to say. They're going to win the football game. When you think Alabama, the first thing that comes to mind is how great their football team is. You don't think about basketball. You don't think about the song Sweet Home Alabama. No, you think of the Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, and Nick Saban. And they're going to you know, have an opportunity to prove that, prove everyone's thoughts there uh, at the dinner table conversations this weekend. Yeah. And uh, real uh, anything else though on the like I said, it's just no, not too much yeah, to talk no, about because it's so. It's just it's a little. It's yeah, we're just waiting on the game. You're, on that, but I'm I'm excited. You're Trask guy from Florida. Um, Trask. <laughs> uh, he didn't. You know, he had no chance. Oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence ended up going to. Game, yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence is uh, opting into the NFL draft. That was exciting to see as well. Um, number one prick, most likely, um, such a great, humble guy as well. He loved Clemson. I watched the, like, uh, he made like a hype up video of like him committing and just like talking all about Clemson coaches, players. Um, so phenomenal dude. And I really thought he would stay and go out on top. I think, you know, he would have came back for his, his revenge year and it would have been unreal. The numbers he would have been putting up, but, uh, he's going to get paid. You know, he's has a fiance and whatnot he's ready to start his life and uh, move forward with continue his career at the next level yeah i mean i'm excited i mean i think he'll be the undisputed number one pick i think i'm hoping that the jets yeah. go ahead and try and take fields if fields declares and uh i, I would love to see the heisman winner show up in miami wouldn't that be something but uh i mean there you go right <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for at this point but uh yeah, no, moving forward from that, I, I think it's just going to be – it's going to be a great game. It's going to be exciting to watch. There's a lot of highlighted highlighted players in this matchup, so it's going to be cool to see. Yeah, the last thing before this episode, and it's been a very fun playoff atmosphere episode. And I'll be honest, out of here in the morning, I had some Honey Nut Cheerios talking <laughs> to you today. So ain't no tea time, it's Cheerio time because Yank – I'm going to name off every one of the games. And just like with the NBA playoffs, we're going to have the 
NFL playoff prediction. Uh-huh. Last uh-huh. year, technically, the fans won it because of the tie 50-50. That was kind of bogus. But uh, you did beat me in the NBA playoffs because you're Miami Hustlers. The Miami Heat balled out. Um, real quick, shout out BBB, LaMelo, Alonzo. Hey, that was, that was cool, though. That was cool. It was so cool. But uh, that's me. Another conversation, definitely after this, you know, hype of the NFL um, season is coming. You know, we're here in the in the prime NFL season. But uh, Yank, we're talking NFC. New Orleans versus Chicago. Who do you? New have? Orleans. You're going New, New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you already know I've been doing it all year in the pickums, and if I probably wouldn't have, you know, I might have won the uh, trophy. But uh, Chicago Bears are upsetting the Saints. Like I said, Santos for the win. <laughs> Next game, Seattle versus the Rams. Yeah, Seattle, we were talking about it earlier. I think if any game could be a blowout, it might be this one, especially if golf isn't playing. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But I think Seattle's coming in. I think their defense is going to play height behind Jamal Adams. Let's go, Seattle. Moving on forward, like I said, we're just recapping exactly what we said and so we can put it down on the Twitter there for the Make It Easy uh, Twitter. Washington versus Tampa Bay. <sighs> Tampa Bay, of course, the Super Bowl picks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I thought as well. So our only different pick there is Chicago and New Orleans. Yeah. Now moving on to the AFC, Buffalo or Indianapolis. I think you're going to go with Buffalo. Yeah, like the hottest team in the AFC. And then we talk about the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. You are going to stick with yeah, Big Ben. I think Big Ben and the Steelers are going to show up and uh, revenge, avenge themselves from last week, even though it wasn't really anything to avenge. All righty, I'm taking – that's my other underdog pick is the Cleveland Browns going to upset the Steelers. Then let's talk about the last one, the Ravens and the Titans, and what is your final I'm going pick? with the underdog Ravens. All right, and that is your underdog pick, that being Baltimore, and I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. And Henry, we trust their Tennessee fans. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we are putting up a ton of content on social media. Go follow it on Twitter. Um, go check us out on Spotify, Anchor, all that jazz. I know we're getting some sponsored segments if you actually listen in. So thank you for that as well. If you want to get a sponsorship, let us know. We'd love to hype out whatever you do, um, whatever business you have, small businesses and whatnot. And real quick with that, uh, as you can see, there's been two events posted. The third event's being posted later today from when oh, me and Vinny were met up <laughs> in the uh, Daytona. We know the final of what happened, but so let's talk about real quick, real quick, Zizzy. Um, the horse event, uh, kind of your thoughts there on the horse event. We can kind of break that down real quick before we, I go. mean, everybody loves a good Duncan sesh. Cause that's basically how <laughs> it turned out to be at one point because the, the wind was just incredibly tough to deal with. But I mean, your shot, I, I was saying it before you made it before you, uh, the shot to end it is, I said, it, if he made it, it was probably over. He's been practicing it all year. I, I understand why now, but, um, it was it was it was a good it was it was a good one. it was a good one I was up at the beginning it was uh yeah yeah kind of choked at the end and then thought I was able to make the one shot at the end and then you uh, doesn't matter man it's horse you got me <laughs> uh you know I am the Ohio State of horse you know I practice practice I <laughs> practice I shot all year it's my job and I get paid to do it. <laughs> And it showed on the biggest stage uh, we've had in our live event. That is Daytona Beach, Beach Olympics. Um, super exciting. And then we talk about, uh, you know, I, I played so well, played so well, well. I forgot about my Connect 4 skills, Mr. Zizzy. And I said it. It said in the video, this was my worst athletic performance ever 
in my career, I'm going to watch this and motivate myself to become a better Connect Four player. Um, I think anyone could have beat me. I think you could have chose one of my kindergartners I teach, and they could have beat me that uh, round in Connect Four. Uh, I'm embarrassed. Sorry, Mickey fans. Um, that was absolutely terrible. I just want everyone to know that he lost that quickly against somebody that asked, is it four in a row? And I got four again. <laughs> All right. All right. I thought you were trying to play with me like, dude, I already won like, on my no, first like- roll. I'm like, dang, he really called me out. <laughs> no, I mean, I obviously knew what the point of the game was, but I don't even know why I asked that question. It was just hilarious with that. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just a simple leave a spot, leave a space open on each side and make you pick, and you just completely were oblivious to it. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, it made me look good, made me get a nice bounce back win after horse, and uh, we'll move on to event three. Oh, yeah, event three. Um, we'll give you all a shout out if you're listening. It is bags. I will be posting that video later today. The event is tied one-to-one. Like I said, it's uh, five events, first one, two, three wins. A um, little fun thing we're doing. We're trying to spread more um, uh, stuff out there for you about the podcast. But, Yank? If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Make it here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cut it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Biggest Zizzy Podcast.